0: You're listening to the custom roofing and construction Bearcat pregame show. Um, it's the second installment of our uh, what's going to be a season long pregame show for John and I. Um, we're going to start this off. We're going to recap the Plainview Indian game last week. Um, we're going to go into the conversation that uh, John and I had with uh, Coach Phillips of a uh, Fit Body Gym, and then we're going to preview the much anticipated 2021 home, o- home opener Friday night against the All Saints Saints, pretty generically named team. The All Saints Saints. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but on to, the, on to the first game of the season. So we opened the season in a state other than Texas for the first time in school history, which led to another first, which is the program's first win outside the state of Texas. And, uh, you know, 601st win in the program's history, first outside of the state of Texas. So that's a, a pretty neat box we can check now that, you know, starting to see a lot of out-of-state rag- matchups um, on ESPN and stuff like that. We are close enough to the Red River. I'm, I'm surprised it took this long to make something like that happen.
1: Yeah, me too. I think we're we're considered Oklahoma State champs now.
0: <laughs> yeah, considering two years ago that Plainview team did play in the state championship game. Um, you know, so we played them week one last year. Um, a lot of the kids came back. It was a pretty similar team. I feel like they had made a few big steps forward. Um, what do you What did you see last Friday night that, um, out of the Bearcats in their season opener against a tough Plainview team?
1: Well, Ron what I really like is I saw, you know, Wyatt Smith step in there at quarterback for his first varsity action and you know, he didn't seem overly nervous or anything at good command of the offense. Of course, I'm sure there's plenty of things the coaches saw that they want to uh, they want to clean up, but I thought Wyatt did a admirable job and then he had an it seemed like he had an instant connection with, with Aston Kirby, and Aston had a had a monster game, over 150 yards all purpose, um, but a couple of great uh, receptions, a nice interception, and and a fumble recovery. So he he got it done on both sides of the ball, and then uh, defensively, I know we were we were hampered a little bit. We were missing some of our, our big guys like Gavin Wheeler, uh, but they they made nice adjustments in that second half because Plainview went to that power running style, and I thought the defense. Uh, did a good job. We put put Ish Harris in the box and and uh, you know adjusted to what Plainview was trying to do because they had they were missing their uh, their all all state stud wide receiver Morgan Pearson who, who unfortunately didn't play against us. Um, so I thought we adjusted nicely and and you know got out of there with the win. The, the, the turnovers I think were key. The fumble recoveries and uh, Aston's interception.
0: Yeah, you know that interception was nice too. I think Crew Chandler thought that this is going to come easy. First game on varsity, ball's coming right down to him. Center fielder comes right over the top and takes interception from him. I thought that was was well deserved after the year Aston had last year and the uh, improvement we saw from beginning to end. Yeah, dive absolutely. into some of the numbers from the game. Final score: Bearcats thirty, uh, Plainview twenty-eight. Like we said on the broadcast, Pilot Point to moved to twelve and one all time when scoring exactly thirty points. Whitesmith led through the air, 13 to 27, 275 yards. He had one touchdown on that big play to Aiden Cox. He did also have one interception. Ish carried the Rock 23 times for 114 yards, three touchdowns. And the uh, receiving leader was Aiden Cox, six catches, 116 yards, including that 43-yard touchdown. Um, but you know, Aston got it done in the air as well, 14 catches or four catches for 114 yards. That's quite an average. So, you know, last year we had big play J. Um, you know, Aiden had a big play of his own, but Aston seemed to be getting behind the defense time and time again, which was uh, pretty good to see. Um, so, going through the numbers, going through the score, it's good to get the first win of the season out of the way. What did you see in the game that you thought was the difference and allowed the Bearcats to get out of Oklahoma with a win?
1: Well, I thought that we were uh, – the Bearcats were more disciplined. Uh, we weren't running the play clock down like they were. That looked like uh, Plainview had to, you know, take timeouts. Um, they were kind of unnecessary. Um, and the, the Bearcats were just tougher, and again uh, had had a good good second half. It was a it was a tough, hard fought game, and they were a very experienced Plainview team with uh, a lot of a lot of good players. That uh, Caden Pickens is a heck of a heck of a linebacker and running back. Uh, but we gutted it out, and Ish Harris got on track, and and it was great to uh, pull out a victory there against a very experienced Plainview team. And I think they're gonna they're gonna have a good season. Plainview, that is for sure.
0: Yeah, so you. you look- yeah, I agree. Last year they took a step back after appearing in the state championship, but the team is pretty young and inexperienced. I remember watching the Texoma news story, a, a visit where they visited with the coach, and he kind of said that we are a little young this year, but you know expects them to compete and just to grow. and And they did that. And this year, you know, last night or last Friday night, they looked they looked like a pretty solid team, so it was good for the Bearcats to be able to go in there and get the win. Um, and I just like to, you know, I like what I saw in the Bearcats. It was a competitive game. And um, last year, especially early in the season, it took us a while before it seemed like we could stream four quarters of football together. Um, we'd have just awesome halves, but other halves that would be left lacking. Um, I didn't see that out of the Bearcats from, uh, in week one. So it just uh, it seemed like a consistent 100% effort from beginning to end, which for me, this early in the season, that is what I was most excited about. See it um, from the Bearcats Week One.
1: Yeah, absolutely. I don't think we played. So that's our know, our recap. Percent, but but we got a lot a lot of room to grow, and even get play better
0: for sure, for sure. So that's it. That's it for our recap of last week's game, short and sweet. Next, we're gonna go and visit with uh, Coach Mike Phillips of Fit Body Gym, former Point, Point Bearcat football coach. And we're back with this week's guest on the Custom Roofing and Construction Bearcat Pregame Show, Mike Phillips, the fit body gym. For me, it will always be Coach Phillips, though, because for those who don't know, he was on the staff for all my varsity years at Pilot Point. So uh, thanks for joining us, Coach, and uh, it's good to have you.
2: I'm glad to be here. Thank you guys for having me.
0: Yeah, so the first thing I want to bring up is you, know, so you coached in Pilot Point from 2007 through 2011. Um, just the other day, you were telling me by, it was by far your favorite spot And uh, after your career at Pilot Point wrapped up, you actually got out of coaching but decided to stay in the area and are now involved in the community here. Um, What was your experience with the Pilot Point program and in the area as a whole that made you want to stick around and stay involved?
2: You know, as far as the Pilot Point experience, I had a great overall experience with the Pilot Point program. You know, like I told you before, we had some of the best kids that I've ever been around, hardest working kids, most respectful kids that I've been around in, in my 15 years. Um, uh, before arriving in pilot point i'd always known pilot point was a close-knit community i knew they valued their sports and i knew they loved bearcat football so who doesn't want to be a part of that
0: yeah that, that's right that's right you know so i moved to pilot point sure. when i was young and that's kind of what we saw immediately when we got here so it was a really cool thing to be a part yes. of as i got to grow up um so you and your wife becky who uh was also the head volleyball coach in pilot point for a little while and actually was my uh anatomy teacher as a senior y'all opened up fit body gym so where are y'all located and what what do y'all what training y'all do what services y'all offer there
2: Uh, fit body gym is located at 106 north highway 377 in aubrey texas fit body gym we offer all types of training we we basically what we primarily do is one-on-one type training we do small group training and then we do sports specific training And that's where the athletes from these local high schools come into play. And we get to work with those kids on the specific sport they're wanting to improve in and achieve higher goals in. Okay, so that that gives us an opportunity to still work with kids as well as working with adults of all ages. We have people in there from age 14 to 84 right now. So we have a wide range of people that we get to work with on a daily basis.
0: Yeah, that leads us right into what John's next question is.
1: Yeah, Coach, uh, so I follow you on Twitter, and I see that you're training a bunch of uh, Pilot Point high school varsity athletes, uh, such as Aston Kirby, Kay Carter, Crew Chandler, and then on the Lady Cat side, I know you're working with Ronnie Johnson. I think she's a heck of a softball player. But uh, what have you seen from those athletes, you know, through your summer training, uh, what do you what do you like about their work ethic, et cetera?
2: Well, if I can, I'd like to just speak a little bit about each one and kind of tell you what I consider their strengths to be and what they came to me needing help with and what we've been able to do while they've been with me. So, Crew yeah, Chandler, great. he's been with me about two years. He's Crew's a very hard worker. He's young, but he listens. Okay. He wants to get better. He wants to take criticism and improve on what his skill is. He's a very hard worker. Cruz's main assets right now is, is he's, he's a physical specimen to me looking at him as a sophomore in high school. okay, He's added a ton of strength, and what that's going to do for him is he's going to be a lot more physical on the field, playing cornerback and playing slot receiver a position where he's going to be going across the middle to catch balls. and Just his overall strength and just his overall athletic ability is what he's going to give to the pilot point program. Aston Kirby, Aston Kirby trains with me two to three days a week right now at 4 a.m. in the morning. So that kid right there, 100% dedicated to improving his craft. Okay, he's the epitome of hard work. He loves to be pushed, loves getting better, and thrives on being the best he can be. He also has gotten so much stronger with our program and much more powerful, and his improved strength and power should really help him in his cornerback position because he's going to be going up against receivers on most Friday nights that have a little bit of an advantage as far as weight and height compared to what he is, okay? And then he also will be able to use that strength and speed and size and that extra power at the slot position on offense as well, doing cross-routes and things across the middle, so and he's shown great improvement. He gives me everything he has every day he's in the gym. And I tell you, I, I love training him. That's awesome. Cade Carter. Cade Carter's been with me, oh, probably four to five months. And Cade's one of those guys that has all the physical tools. You know as well as I do. He's 6'6". He needs to put on a little bit more weight. He's about 200 pounds right now. He's a big tall kid that also, he also works his tail off of the gym for me. He does whatever I ask him to do. And he, he's also gotten so much stronger. You know, putting muscle on a kid like that can be challenging at times because he's, he's so tall, his arms are so long, his legs are so long. But he's been able to do that because he shows up, he's consistent, he works his tail off. And uh, Kate already has a D3 offer for next year, actually with my twin brother at Hendricks College in Conway, Arkansas, if he chooses to go that there. route. So, And he's made great strides in the gym with us as well. Ryan, Ronnie, Ryan's been with me two, three months. He's my newest guy. Uh, Ryan's pretty much an animal in the weight room. He gets that. Ryan does not know how strong he truly is, okay? And I'm able to get that out of him and push him and push heavy weight to get stronger and do better and be better on Friday nights. Uh, When he gets healthy, I don't see any reason why he won't be a force on the offensive line and the defensive line with his size and the strength he has if he'll just learn how to use it. And I think he'll be doing great things on Friday nights for the Bearcats. And then we have Ronnie Johnson. Ronnie's been with me probably three to four months. Uh, she's another 4 a.m. kid, which just just shows me complete dedication on their end when they're, they're able to get up on their own and be here at 4 o'clock, put in an hour work, and then go to school and probably do another workout later that day. As you know, she's a, the starting pitcher on the softball team. Um, Ronnie's one of those kids, you just tell her what to do, and she's going to do it full speed ahead, 100%, and give you every bit of effort she has. And the extra speed and agility that she's gaining and the strength that she's gaining in the weight room will undoubtedly help her in the in the spring when she goes through softball season. And then my wife my wife trains Whitley McClure, She's also a new kid coming to pilot point from Braswell. She's also a pitcher in softball and she's there at six, six thirty in the mornings with my wife. So another dedicated athlete to get there in the morning and want to get better. You truly have to want to get better when you're getting up that early to come to a workout that's away from school. So we love these kids to death. We're so happy. We have them in our gym. We hope we get more kids out of this. And, uh, We'll just continue to keep doing what we're doing and keep helping the kids from pilot point.
1: Yeah, you're doing a great job. Thanks, Coach.
0: Yeah, back when we were in the weight room, John, well, back when we were in the weight room, um, they, you know, I was one of the stronger kids. But another one of the kids right there with me um, was Carter Street, who ended up, you know, going to Louisiana Tech. And, I mean, remember there were times where I would put weight on the bench press and get underneath it and put my arms on the bar and unrack it. And right after I'd unrack it, Carter would see what I had, and he put five more pounds on and Coach Phillips would be like, "Hey, Bernard, Carter's put more weight on than you," and would kind of play that game with us and push us. And man, I would rack it, get off, and put five extra pound, foot five pounds more than Carter, get back on, and start my set completely over. Um, so that sort, of, hey,
2: sort of that like that, that friendly competition that in do the do weight that room that. is how everybody gets better.
1: Yeah. So yeah, you talked about uh, Ryan, Riney and Ryan not knowing how strong he is. So you also, uh, Coach. Uh, our, our own Ryan Menard and, uh, and my nephew now, who's our statistician, Chris Nortman. So what do you what do you remember most about those 08-09 uh, kids, Coach?
2: I'll tell you, the thing about the 8 09 kids was just their true determination. We knew we had a good group of kids coming into the 08 season. We knew we had a chance to go a long way, and we were able to do that. We had some key injuries late in the season in the playoffs. We felt a little bit short. Uh, but you know those type kids right there—they were true leaders. You know they didn't just perform on the field on Friday night. They led us in the weight room, they led us in the film room. They were true leaders to the younger kids and set a great example for what Pilot Point leadership and Bearcat football should be should be all about.
0: They were great times.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. So can you can you settle the debate, Coach? Was, who Who is stronger, Chris Nortman or, or Ryan Menard?
2: Well, I hate to say it, but Ryan Menard. <laughs>
0: I mean, actually, that's I'm no gl- secret actually,
1: there. I was an animal. <laughs> actually, I'm glad you said it. So That way we can, uh, we can beat up Nordy about it.
0: We're only audio this week, but I wish people could see my face when you asked that.
1: Yeah, you might have to plug that in. My- I wish they could see
2: my face <laughs> when I had to say it. <laughs>
1: And uh I think So that la- leads
0: us into our last question, John. Yeah,
1: last, last question, coach, and, and it's it's real hard hitting, so hopefully you can handle it. But I know you've trained, you know, just a, a variety of athletes over the years, but if you had to pick the least athletic person that you've ever trained, why would you pick Terry Slay?
2: Well, Terry Slay is what you might call a project. Okay. Terry and I have gotten really close over the last few years. Again, Terry Slay is what you might call a project. Terry Slay shows up two days a week for 30 minutes each session, gives me all he has. But again, Terry Slay is what you would call a project. (laughs) And that pretty much sums it up.
1: I guess you got you got to tra- train pretty hard to be a professional blackjack player or whatever. He's always in Las Vegas, seems like, every other week. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. If he'd come to the gym as much as he goes to Las Vegas, we'd make some progress.
0: Oh, yeah, he'd, he'd be huge. He'd be, he'd be ripped. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like I said, thanks for joining us tonight. It was good to visit with you. Um and, uh, you know looking forward to seeing what these guys that are working with you uh, can do on Friday nights we've already seen a uh, week one Aston Kirby was uh, a honorable mentioned defensive uh, you know defensive player of the week um, on by one uh, news publication I forgot which one it was but it's already paying off saw a lot from crew champ could be one all can't purpose yards see. from that
2: kid yes
0: yeah can't wait to see their further development working with you like I said coach thanks for your time tonight and uh, we'll, we'll see you Friday
1: thanks coach
2: absolutely it was a pleasure being here thank you guys very much all
0: right guys and we'll be back right after this. Thanks. Hey, Bearcat fans, living in North Texas, you know all about bad weather. When bad weather does strike, look no further than James Floyd's Custom Roofing and Construction. Custom Roofing and Construction has built their business off of quality work and customer referrals. Let their friendly and knowledgeable staff ensure the project runs smoothly from start to finish. You can visit Custom Roofing and Construction on their website, customroofingdallas.com, or give them a call at 214-274-8353. And we're back to the custom roofing, the instruction pregame show. Um, John, I know Coach Phillips pretty well. I think that's the first time you got to talk to him. It was nice having that conversation with him. And, you know, before we got the interview started, we were on here for a while just kind of going back and forth. He's just a super cool dude, and uh, these kids who are getting to work with him on a regular basis are really going to benefit from that.
1: Yeah, he sounds like a great guy, and he's really helping, them, helping the kids out.
0: He is. That deep voice, it's, I was uh, playing it back, and my, my wife overheard it, and I asked her if she could imagine being yelled at <laughs> by that guy because, you know, you hear how deep and booming the voice is, and then you see him, and he's pretty physically yeah, imposing it. as well. Yeah, he's and an imposing figure. Like, I can imagine it. I can Yeah, I can imagine it. I can imagine it uh, pretty, pretty well um, <laughs> all back from my time. So let's get into this week's game. So it, it's the home opener for the Bearcats, 2021 home opener. Um, starting off season 1-0, and trying to move to 2-0, and which is, you know, always the goal. We'll be doing it against a, a private school this week. We had them on the schedule last year, but due to COVID, they um, they decided to go a different direction, and that's where we filled the game with a road game against Castleberry. But this year we are going to get to see them. Um, last year in a COVID-shortened season, they went 3-4. and four. Um, Just the way the seat schedule broke out and the shortened games, they did get into the playoffs, and they actually – I guess they went 1-3 in the regular season. They did win a couple playoff games in in the Taps division. Um, They started off their season last Friday night also in the state of Oklahoma. Um, Thank goodness that we didn't have to go all the way to Tulsa like they did, but they went over up to Tulsa, and uh, they took the loss week one, so they'll be coming into Massey Friday night looking to get that first win of the season. So breaking down the offense a little, they run kind of a simple spread style offense, similar to we do. The, the Similar to what we run, their quarterback is uh, number 12, Parker Clark. Um, I know he's kind of what's going to lead the offense. A couple of tough runners similar to uh, similar to what we saw in Caden Pickens last week. We do also have the kid, um, Pal Freeman, who played for Brock last year, who's made the transition over. I know you probably got more on that here in yes. a little bit. Absolutely. Defensively, um, they run a 3-4 style defense, and uh, I, I imagine they're going to bring some pressure because the coverage they like to play over it. A lot of cover zero, so a lot of man coverage. Um, And then um, I guess when they're backing out and they decide not to blitz, they have a cover two shell over the top. Um, So now that we know a little bit about, you know, their record last year, what their record looks like this year, a little bit about the offense and the defense, John, who are your players to watch?
1: Yeah, uh, Ryan, for for All Saints, uh, like you mentioned, uh, Chris Freeman. he's number eight. Uh, We saw him last year uh, at Brock. Uh, This year he's moved over to All Saints. He's a 5'10", 160-pound speedster. I mean, this guy's this guy's quick. If you can imagine Chris Nortman uh, running across the room trying to grab that last donut uh, in a morning meeting, I mean, this guy's like three times that fast. He runs a 4.440 uh 40. He's gonna play wide receiver, slot receiver, cornerback. They're gonna move him around, use him in multiple ways. They're gonna send him in motion on the jet sweep. He's, uh, he's definitely their deep threat target, and he holds, he holds offers from Arkansas, uh, Baylor, and UT. So he's got power, power five offers. Um, and so we're going to get a, a heavy dose of Chris Powell Freeman, and I think he had an underwhelming game in game one. He only had like one, one carry for 11 yards, so I'm, I'm looking for them to get, get him involved. And then you also mentioned their quarterback. He's number 12, Parker Clark. He's a senior, 6'1", 185 pounds, good-sized kid. He's a first-year starter at quarterback, converted from wide receiver last year. Last year he was an all-district wide receiver and he's an all-district right-handed pitcher on the baseball team, so he's got a good arm. Uh, He does a real nice job keeping plays alive with his legs and he keeps his eyes downfield. So the Bearcats are gonna have to be disciplined and and really stay in pursuit of this guy. and, And there's some opportunities for maybe a couple of strip sacks, but they just gotta keep the pressure up on him. And then uh, another guy you mentioned, the, their number one guy, I think, is is Brent Alfinger. He just ran for 120 yards and a couple of touchdowns in their first game. He's a senior, 5'10", 205 pound, really strong uh, kid, running back, outside linebacker, inside linebacker, they move him around. Uh, he's listed running a 4.5, 40, uh, and he's, he's, a, he's a 500 squat guy, 500 pounds, so he's, he's super strong. So imagine C- Caden Pickens, we got another one of those guys, but he's a real north and south runner. I don't know if he's quite as shifty and maybe not as energetic as, as Caden Pickens was from last week, uh, but the Bearcats are going to have to uh, be sure tackling on on Brent Alfinger, uh, number 22. So that's it for the Saints. As far as uh, on our on our point Bearcat side, uh, the three guys I've got to watch for this week, um, Aiden Cox, number one, our do-everything wide receiver punter, Defensive end, he's a senior of course, uh, had, a, had a decent first week, had a real nice long touchdown catch. Uh, kind of slipped on a couple of other routes and, and him and him and Wyatt Smith weren't 100% on the same page, but they seem to have a good, start, starting to develop a, a good connection. Uh, I'd like to see that continue in, in, in week two. And then the second guy of course, Ish Harris. Uh, number 21, our senior running back, defensive back, linebacker, wherever they line him up, uh, wherever they need him in, on defense. Of course, he got he he finally got going in the second half. Had uh, what three touchdowns in the, in week one, so we look to look for him to match uh, the production of uh, Brant Allfinger on on the All Saints side, and of course, Ish has got. Uh, you know, already committed to, to Texas A&M. We know how talented that guy is. So in his last first home game as a senior, look for Ish to have a good game. And then I've really got two guys to watch uh, as, as the number one kind of players on the pilot point Bearcat side, and that's two guys that are didn't play in week one. It's Ryan Ronnie, number 70, is a junior, and then Gavin Wheeler, number 78, is a senior. And uh, really look for those two big hosses to... to Sure up the offense and defensive line uh, for the for the Bearcats, and I think that the pass rush and interior defense is really going to be key in this game. And I think that uh, you know Gavin Wheeler and Ryan Reine, um coming back to play their first games of the season is really going to help the Bearcats with their depth. They did a nice job uh, rotating in guys last week, but uh, like Gavin and Ryan, I don't think there's any substitution for those two guys. They're going to they're going to be a big part of this week, I believe.
0: Yeah, towards the end of the season there we really saw big Evan wheeler come on with the pass rush so getting that pass rush between the tackles especially at the high school level is, is really tough on quarterbacks especially with how athletic some of our guys get rushing from the outside are because you get the pressure in the quarterback space that he wants to his initial reaction is to try to get outside and with some of our athletic defensive ends it's just it could be tough on them so yeah if we can control the interior line that would be huge for the bearcats on the defensive side um, I don't know. I always am surprised when, like, this is our second year doing this. And I we had a guy like Palfreyman like last year, who was we talked about him last year before the game, and now we're talking about him this year, and yet he's only a junior. So, um, you know, we're going to see the improvement that he made from a sophomore to junior junior year. And uh, I know from my time, I know a lot of a lot of guys take that big jump from that sophomore to junior year, another year of development, especially for a guy like Powell Freeman who had a year on varsity last year, saw what it was like, adjusted the speed. And now he's looked at, you know, different school, but probably looked at as one of the key contributors. So anxious to see how we handle him on Friday nights. And Ish. One thing I noticed last week about the, um, you know, the Plainview game is when they moved Ish to linebacker, it really, really helped shore up some of that interior uh, run defense, which for a little while had its moments for the defense. But once he got moved to that linebacker position, it really helped shore that up. And I like going forward that they're gonna they're gonna show the versatility to wherever we need our best defensive player, they seem to be willing that they're going to put them there. So that'll be something exciting to see um, Friday night and then throughout the season. So leading into Friday night, trying to move to 2-0, and or All Saints trying to get their first win of the year. So, John, uh, what are your uh, three keys to the game?
1: Uh, key number three, I've got uh, really Aston Kirby versus Chris Powell Freeman. You know, Aston we talked about had a great first game, uh, the one hundred and fifty plus yards, all purpose, and then the interception, then the fumble recovery. Um, and so now we'll see how, you know, he, he put all that on film and All Saints is, is gonna game plan for him, I'm sure. So we'll see how Aston does in, in game two, but uh, Chris Kyle Freeman is kind of the, the carbon copy on the All Saints side. Um, he's gonna be their slot receiver. He's gonna be playing some cornerback. Uh, he's gonna, He's gonna factor in the return game so we'll see how they, they do against each other and, and what, who has a better production. <clears throat> and I think in, in week one, Chris Powell- Freeman had a, a subpar um, af, you know, evening with only one carry, I think, for 11 yards. Him, him and his new quarterback didn't seem to be on the same page. I watched, uh, I watched the game and they just, uh, the quarterback overshot him a couple of times, but man, that kid is quick. And if he gets in the open field and gets loose, we're, we're, gonna, uh, we're gonna have problems. And then uh, key number two. There's my key. Yes, sir. Uh, key number two. I think special teams got to be special. Um, I think again, it, it, pay, it, it ties back into to key number three uh, with Aston Kirby and Chris Paul Freeman. Both of them are, are big factors in, in the return game. But I also think that uh, of course Aiden Cox has got a, a great leg at, at punter and. Um, uh, Alejos uh, seems to be very effective already at, at kicker for, for the PowerPoint Bearcats so uh, I give the nod to the to the Bearcats uh, special teams wise but um, if, if we look back at it we've had two games in a row now with, with kick uh, kick returns going to the house against us uh, dating back to uh, Xavier Wishart with, uh, with Jim Ned in our last game last year in the playoffs uh, he took one to the house and then uh, we gave up one to Caden Pickens uh, last week, so would like to see the Bearcats really sure up their, their kickoff coverage and hopefully Pal Freeman doesn't even get any uh, opportunities to, to use his speed in the open field. And key number one. Yeah, uh, key, key number one. I've got uh, a little uh, David Bowie and, and Queen. Uh, we're going with we're going with pressure, pushing down on me, pushing down on you. Little dun 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 dun. Not don't confuse that with the Vanilla Ice, uh, Ice Ice Baby rhythm because they're completely different. Ryan. I don't know I don't know if you knew that.
0: They're both before they, my time, so
1: they both sound exactly yeah, yeah. the same. But uh, Vanilla Ice swears it. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't he didn't take uh, under pressure mm-hmm. as, as the as the beat. Anyways, um, I just think that the the pass rush is going to be huge. I, I see. I see Aiden Cox uh, really playing a big factor in that. Um, like I said, uh, Parker Clark, their quarterback for All Saints, really does a good job of extending plays and keeping his eyes downfield. Um, but I think that you know, with with Gavin Wheeler and uh, Ryan Reine hopefully uh, playing quite a bit in this game. Um, I see the Bearcats' pass rush, you know, being the number one key to the game, um, and you know also saw the opportunity for some strip sacks the way Parker Clark uh, extends those plays. And he, he doesn't seem to have the wheels like a, like a Max Hauler. Uh, he's, he's an effective runner, but I don't think he's really going to run away from us and not even to the, to the extent like uh, Reese, Reese Taylor did um, in, in week one. So that's, that's it for the keys to the game.
0: Yeah, back to key number two, I'm going to do my part and I'm not going to jinx the kickoff team this week by claiming this will probably be the last kickoff of the house. Uh, so I'm going to do my part to try to not jinx the Bearcats. That's a good um, call. So that's that's going to be our players to watch and three keys to the game for this Friday night where the Bearcats, at their home opener, trying to move 2-0 and all in the season before we go into a, uh, an early season bye week. Uh, we come out of the bye um, two, weeks after fr- two weeks from Friday night at home again against the, the Gunner Tigers, so knowing how tough Gunner is, have a couple weeks to work on them. Before we get there, let's move to 2-0 and get this win against the All Saints Saints. Game will be at 7.30 at home, Mas- old Massey Stadium. We'll be there broadcasting live from the second level of the uh, of the old press box. It'll be John and I, and we'll have Chris Norman as the statistician, and, and uh, we're looking forward to bringing that to you guys live, and uh, we'll see you all Friday night. Go Bearcats.